2: Today, we're going to discuss how to adapt and scale your business to be recession-proof. Joining us is Eric Huberman, who is the founder and CEO of Hawk Media. Hawk Media is a full-service marketing consultancy, which acts as an outsourced CMO for their clients in growing businesses of all sizes and industries on month-to-month contracts. And today, Eric and I are going to talk about his strategies for recession-proofing your business. Okay, here's my conversation with Eric Huberman, founder and CEO of Hawk Media. Eric, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks, it's good to be back. Hey, one of our first 20 guests. We're two years old now on the show. You are one of the most influential people that has been on the show, and uh, you were also one of our first guests. It's really an honor and a privilege to have you back. No, it's an honor to be here. So let's talk a little bit about what's been going on for you. We've obviously gone through some bumps in the road in terms of the economy. We've seen some B2B softness. We've seen media buying kind of dry up. Let's start off, talk a little bit about what's been happening with your business, your agency during the time of the coronavirus.
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny when our business started six and a half years ago. And so we haven't been through any type of downturn or real shakiness in that sense. And so we would always hypothesize that the only way our business was really going to get hurt is if the whole world shut down during like a world war or something. That's literally what we would say. And of course, then in March, the whole world decided to shut down.
2: Hey, the good news, it wasn't a world war.
1: (laughs) Well, it's a different type of war in some sense. It's got the casualties of World War One. So it's definitely... Been rough in some places, but what's been interesting about it is now we've seen what the most kind of devastating hit hypothetically should be for our business, which wasn't bad at all. And we've seen the hit that a lot of companies have seen, which is some of our customers are hyper affected, like shut down, whether it's gyms or car washes, restaurants. We have lots of those types of businesses and customers. And so the onus becomes on us, like a lot of businesses, to find customers to replace them while they frankly can't market, they can't do any business. And so that's what affected us in kind of April. But then the other part of this is now the mix of digital, like e-commerce business to brick and mortar went from a 13% market share to 30. And so now we've been experiencing the uptick of that where every company out there realized, wow, we need to grab at this and step it up. So
2: my takeaway here is when we're going through these types of recession, the industry that you're working in is obviously one of the biggest dictating factors for how you're going to be affected. Some industries have just been catastrophically impacted. In some cases, there are some businesses that have actually benefited from the change in user behavior and like you mentioned, we're all still working from home. So you've got an interesting perspective because not only have you seen what's impacting your business and who your clients are, but you're able to see the business performance across multiple different industries. So what are your takeaways for the businesses that were able to recession-proof? Are there common themes for outside of the industries of interest that businesses have put in place to be successful despite the recession?
1: Number one, and I've learned this very proactively, and I'm very biased in this. So I will acknowledge that, but I've seen it. In a recession, people are still spending money, like I get it, the money goes down, values go down, but consumer spending doesn't necessarily fall off that much. So people tend to overreact. And so what we saw with the Coronavirus, what we've seen in other recessions, I did a lot of studying during this, so I was trying to figure out what to anticipate is a lot of companies cut their marketing, cut their sales, they go after like where the new business is. And that is like the last place you want to cut. So the behavior we've seen, I've seen a lot of companies skyrocket through this, because all their competitors stopped marketing, and they grabbed all the market share they could, because cost of advertising in the past three months dropped 30%. So if you double down with 30% more efficiency, and double the market potential, because again, consumer spending went online, We saw a lot of companies triple in the past couple months doing the same things. And so pulling back in a recession and playing scared is the first thing you shouldn't do. Pulling back on advertising if you're a cruise line right now probably makes sense. Like Expedia cutting its marketing, yes, that made sense. But if you're not directly affected of what's happening, like if you're a mortgage broker in the housing crisis, might not make sense to be doubling down on marketing. But if you're just affected because the global economy is slowing, it doesn't make sense to pull back because there's still business to be had, and it's either going to be you or your competitor. I think that there was a lot of
2: uncertainty when the shelter-in-place first happened. A, there's lots of layoffs. People are uncertain about how important those dollars are going to be, and now we're starting to see the spending increase. Are you seeing the media rates starting to pick back up? Are, Are we back to normal, or is everything still on sale?
1: It's not normal. It's still discounted. And that is the point, you know, it's I think it was Warren Buffett that said never waste a good crisis. Like, when everybody's panicking, don't panic with them. And like, as you just said, when people had so much uncertainty, because of quarantine and layoffs and all this stuff, that's the time to figure out what your aggressive strategy is, because everyone else is out of your way. And the companies that did that are coming out of this. I mean, I saw like, the three richest people in the US combined made like, what was it $30 billion or something ridiculous during this period? Yeah, because none of them sold all their, cashed in all their chips and ducked out. Yeah,
2: you can't stick your head in the sand. And I think that your business has to keep operating.
1: And you say that like it's a no-brainer, but many, many companies, including clients of ours, stuck their head in the sand during the past few months. So, okay,
2: there's a philosophy change here where you have to stay aggressive, try to be prudent where you can, but don't be overly conservative. In terms of the marketing tactics, you mentioned it's a time where you can invest in paid marketing and you're going to have more benefit. Some of the advice that we gave when we did our crisis marketing week was if you're going to be budget constrained, you have to do what you do better. Focus on converting your customers, improve your conversion rate, build your foundation and produce content. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Talk to me about outside of just buying your way into success during a recession, what else can you do to
1: help? There's nuance to every recession. So in this case, if you're a digital business, you should be talking about how to navigate the new digital world. I mean, for marketing technology, this was a home run. We have a fund focused on MarTech and they're all crushing it. And how you do that is thought leadership through content, nurturing your existing audience, Being a beacon of light in a time of darkness is a really important thing. And it's how we navigated this too. But goes back to what I was saying about people sticking their head in the sand. If you can then be the person that encourages people to come out when they should, and gets them to calm down a little bit as a B2B company, like that is a massive point to be and we talked about building community, like if you can have aggregate that community around you, you're gonna have a lot more sustainable revenue.
2: You mentioned being a beacon of light in a time of darkness, and I want you to know that I mentioned you on a webinar, Arms Treasure Data, invited me to talk about crisis marketing, and I mentioned that one of the best tactics that I heard for marketing had nothing to do with direct response, but you had a literal clown show for your clients to just provide something for their kids to do. Let's put that in the beacon of light bucket. Uh, Why did you do that?
1: Yeah, so magician. Sorry. I don't know if he'd like being called a clown. Great guy, though. Sorry, Bozo. (laughs) (laughs) What happened there was... So we threw a giant quarantine conference. We called it the quarantine conference on April 7th. And we had 4,200 people sign up and come and attend. And it was a massive success. We had like Damon John speak. And it was huge, all about how to navigate these times through business. And it was long and grueling and informative and exhausting. So when we went to start figuring out what's next, while we're used to hosting monthly happy hour stuff like that, I was like, I don't know that people want more webinars all the time. Like everyone's doing webinars now. It's calmed down a little bit right now. But for a while, it was webinar after webinar after webinar. And I was like, I don't think that's the way to go with this. I think we just need to provide entertainment and happiness to people. I don't remember what we did first, but when we signed up the magician, I put it out to a bunch of friends, that entrepreneur friends. I put it out to my YPO network, etc., and got a bunch of people that asked, "Is it kid friendly?" And I was like, "I don't know. Let me ask." And I asked the magician, "Is it kid friendly?" And he said, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Wow. I didn't even think about this." So I was like, "Yeah." Then we put it out there that, "Hey, kid friendly magic show," and had tons of people sign up and attend because you have to remember, like, this is a good marketing lesson. Like, what are your customers going through right now, and what and their personal life does matter. People think B2B is all about selling a business. No, you're still selling an individual. And our individuals are usually founders, CEOs, or most of our customers. And they all have their kids at home right now and are trying to figure out what to do with them. So to create some value for our potential customers and our existing customers that includes their family, that's huge. And immediately after, we had people wanting to work with us, telling us their friends about us, etc., as well as hiring the magician. So everyone won. And it was a really fun night. And honestly, it was just rewarding too. So that's not quite what I meant with Beacon Invite, but it does go to it where it's like the emotional side is important, even in B2B business too, where it's like, you're just someone people like.
2: So my takeaway here is when times get tough, you have to stay aggressive. You want to keep it positive. Are there any other tips that you have for brands to be recession proof, to arm themselves so they're ready before recession happens?
1: There's a balance on your balance sheet. So don't be too aggressive or not aggressive enough during a good time. I hear people that are like, yeah, you should have two years of money in the bank account, two years of expenses. And I'm like, if anybody a year ago had two years of expenses sitting in their bank account as a company that had investors, as an investor, I'd be fucking pissed. Like, why are you just sitting on cash during a time when everything's skyrocketing? Like, Get out there and do something. So sitting on that much cash is crazy. But sitting on some cash that you can actually make calculated decisions when something hits. Cause that's the thing I saw, like a week into coronavirus or the first week, companies laying off 40% of their staff. It's so like you don't even know what's gonna happen yet. You obviously just got over your skis. Like you're a poor operator. This doesn't have anything to do, especially like when I saw e-commerce companies doing these massive layoffs. I'm like e-commerce skyrocketed. So you didn't even give it time to play out. You just fired everyone, which tells me you just were operating your business poorly. Operating with efficiency and making sure that you don't get overbloated and spent on stupid stuff, which even we got guilty of during this huge boom. That's really important to keep a leash on. And then keeping some money in the bank. So, and really, again, the reason I think you need to keep some balance sheet money obviously, it helps you weather storms, but even more so, it allows you to make more calculated data driven decisions versus knee jerk impulse decisions, which could be really bad.
2: Well, I think that's a really important point is that you have to be, let's call it aggressively conservative or conservatively aggressive, right? You have to be able to have resources to spend when the money isn't coming in or to reinvest. And a lot of the times people get reactive. I totally agree with you. A lot of the layoffs that happen specifically in B2B, in the marketing space, and e-commerce, those are just bad operators saying, hey, here is a chance for me to cut my payroll and move towards a leaner model. And basically it's saying, hey, we shouldn't have had these people on the books in the first place. So Eric, appreciate you coming in and talk to us a little bit about being recession-proof. We're going to continue our conversation and talk about some of the marketing channels and some of the ways that you can leverage agencies during tough times. So we're going to circle back again tomorrow. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Eric Huberman, founder and CEO of Hawk Media, for joining us. In part two of this interview, which we're going to publish tomorrow, Eric and I are going to talk about the steps to grow your business through search and social content. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Eric, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Eric Huberman, E-R-I-K-H-U-B-E-R-M-A-N. Or you can visit his company's website, which is hawkmedia.com. That's H-A-W-K-E media.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P.